You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. We're not the suits to talk football, we're the dudes that know football, and you've just crossed over into the Trend Zone. Casey here with Dave. We are the football dudes. Dave, are you ready, bro? Yes, sir. Very much so. Thank you. All right. Our next stop <laughs> is the Trend Zone. It's Friday, July 21st. Coming to you from Los Angeles, California. It's a, it's a warm 85 degrees, Dave. We're doing this early in the morning. It's going to be brutally hot today. I'm just going to have to chill in the pool and drink a couple of <laughs> uh, cold beverages, dude. <laughs> right there with you, Casey. I don't have a pool over here, but we do have the ocean not too far from here with a nice cool ocean breeze uh, chilling us out here in Santa Monica. But let's get this show going, man. I'm pumped. All right. Our last division in our preview of every division leading into the season. Um, this stop takes us to the AFC West, and let's go ahead and stop in the, the mile-high cellar here with the Denver Broncos. They were... Uh, shockingly, the fourth place team in the West last year, going five and twelve, and that was good enough to get Buddy Hackett fired. Dave, <laughs> it's Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, Casey. sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But they did go in the uh, direction of adding a Super Bowl winning quarterback or head coach, rather, in Sean Payton, and he is tasked with the uh, fix Russell Wilson game plan. So. Uh, They've uh, re they've shaken things up. It's it's Joe Lombardi, an offensive coordinator there, and Vance Joseph, on uh, defensive coordinator. But it's really Sean Payton who's uh, in full control of this offense and the uh, the reclamation project that is Russell Wilson. Yeah, Denver sent a whole bunch of picks to get Russell Wilson there. It didn't go how they planned, but they had to send more picks to get Payton there. Yeah, that's right. They sent this year's first rounder and a second rounder from next year, and they they also get back a third rounder. So, uh, yeah, in the last couple of drafts, they've been devoid of high picks. Uh, and let's see if it all comes together, it'll end up being worth it. Uh, so we'll see how it all pans out. Yeah, and I really like this season. I really liked what they did. They didn't have the high picks this year, but in the second round, they got my guy, receiver yeah. Marvin Mims out of Oklahoma. And linebacker Drew Sanders, who a lot of people had going uh, in the first round. Absolutely. And uh, they are pumped about Marvin Mims at the receiver spot. Also, the, uh, they also got cornerback um, Riley Moss, who uh, some people want to shift to safety. Uh, the Broncos will not because they've got great safeties. They're going to use him as a corner. So uh, it, it definitely looks like a pretty solid draft considering not having that top pick. Yeah, and that's stacking on a pretty nice uh, 22 draft there. My guy, Nick Benita, linebacker from Oklahoma, but the tight end is who Sean Payton is in love with. Yeah, that's Dolce. He, see, he sees him sort of as a uh, Swiss Army knife in the Taysom Hill uh, kind of mold man, where they can try and get him the ball in as many different ways as possible. We know he has a lot of upside. Didn't He had a little bit of an injury-plagued initial start to his NFL career, but as he came on last year, you could see the talent that this guy brings. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, dude, and they did pretty good uh, adding some additions uh, in the free agency as well. Javante Williams last year, running back stud. He went down late, so they brought in a little insurance for him. And uh, another Sooner, my guy, my Facebook friend, Samaj P. Ryan. <laughs> That's right. Samaj P. Ryan. Uh, dude, gonna gonna carry the load if 
uh, Javante is delayed in his return, but I, th- I think they ha- they have a nice tandem back idea there between the two guys. They brought in Jared Stidham as a uh, backup there. Uh, Marcus Callaway, uh, receiver and tight end Adam Troutman, g- dudes that can, uh, you know, kind of find a role in the mix there. They've got a lot of talent uh, at the re- at the receiving position. And then uh, defensive end, uh, Zach Allen from Arizona, he is a nice add for these guys as well. So, um, yeah, they've they've made some nice moves in, in this offseason, also re-signing Al- uh, linebacker Alex Singleton. So uh, they've, they've tweaked things up a little bit here, and they've got some some interesting pieces. Yeah, and then you look at the teams that really struggled on offense last year. Most of them tried to really rebuild their offensive line, and that's one of the things that was important to Sean Payton in getting this year going. Yeah, they were last in scoring, and it was no, I mean, with a good defense and a bad offense, they were a terrible watch, but they really did address that offensive line, bringing in Ben Powers from Baltimore to play guard for them, and the big one, uh, Mike uh, McGlinchey for uh, at tackle five years, 87 and a half million bucks. So huge, huge upgrade uh, to the offensive line. And they're definitely, you know, looking for that to be sort of a uh, a strong point for this football team. Yeah, and I definitely expect these uh, Broncos to exceed their five wins from last year. All right, Dave, let's go ahead and move it on to the Las Vegas Raiders. They went six and 11 last year. And uh Oof. What the hell is going on with the Raiders, bro? Yeah. yeah. Um, when they hired Josh McDaniels, they were fresh off of a playoff uh, season uh, and they were seemingly pointed in the upward direction. They bring in McDaniels and uh, general manager Dave Ziegler uh, and they regressed. They took a step back last year. They got rid of some fan favorites in doing so. Uh, obviously, moving on from the quarter, I mean, they just somehow became very disenchanted towards the end of the season with Derek Carr. Uh, but in the offseason, so he, he, it was obvious he was gone. But in the offseason, uh, trading away Darren Waller, uh, not retaining Foster Moreau, Mac Hollins, and even on the defense side, uh, Denzel Perryman, who was a, a you know, tackling machine back there. I mean, a lot of dudes that they just shuffled out that, that were like, those are your Raiders, you know? Those are the fan favorites, you know? Yeah. Well, at least they tried to um, fill the void at tight end with the high draft pick, your domer. I wish I could get that yeah. little keyboard in the background. <laughs> the little Halloween talking about Mike Meyer there. And they did That's some right. nice work uh, defensively in this draft, too. Yeah. I mean, the first pick was Tyree Wilson lures. Uh, the draft kind of grades on him were all over the place. But, yeah. uh, you know, when you look at the, the, the upside uh, there and if they can get that out of him then uh, that that should be awesome. Also in the D-line, Byron, uh, Byron Young comes in as well. Um, so um, another guy they picked late, and this is who knows what's going to happen, but the a- Aiden O'Connell yeah. out of Purdue, a quarterback, uh, because there are issues with uh, the quarterback health-wise right now, and the only other backup, I believe, is Hoyer. So he's an, an older guy. He shouldn't, wouldn't necessarily be the future, and maybe even no. Garoppolo is not necessarily the long-term future for this squad. So Aiden O'Connell uh, sneaks in there in the fourth round, and maybe he ultimately, uh, you know, ha- has a chance to to, sh- to show what he can do. Yeah, I know we mentioned uh, that the Raiders were missing a couple of draft picks the last couple of drafts because they did trade for Devontae Adams and gave him that yeah. huge contract. You mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo, too, but I'm seeing some former um, uh, McDaniels slash Patriots guys that they've added into uh, this Raiders roster for the upcoming season. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo has the history with Josh McDaniels there. He got a three-year, $72.8 million deal, but there there seems to be some escape clauses for uh, in case that foot doesn't pan out even as early as this year. I'll think, although I'm pretty confident they'll, they'll be fine with him this year. But moving forward, in case this year happens to be a complete disaster, I think they do have uh, an exit uh, plan within that contract. They also bring in Jacoby uh, Myers. He signed a pretty nice deal as well. Uh, that was a $33 million deal with $21 million guaranteed on a three-year uh, contract. So that guy definitely seems to be a part of their plans. If, of all the things I read into this, that contract says uh, that they want Myers to be one of their receivers moving forward uh, for this Raider squad. I guess besides Garoppolo's foot, the other biggest question mark surrounding these Raiders moving into this season is um, the running back there, Josh Jacobs. Doesn't want to sign that franchise tag coming off. Uh, I think he led the NFL in rushing last year, but just back-to-back, super productive seasons. The heartbeat of this squad, but still not enough to, to get the contractual love from the Raiders. Yeah, and if they would have given him that fifth-year option, which they had the right to do, he would have been under contract for $8 million this year. Instead, they tagged him for $10.1. Um, he's obviously disgruntled about that. He said he's going to make a stand for all running backs, et cetera, et cetera. We'll see uh, as it comes down to it. You know, he was a pretty high draft pick, so he has made some pretty good money in his career. Maybe he is willing to... Uh, you know, hold out. We'll see if that pans out or not. But the dude has run hard for this Raider squad. You cannot disagree with that. He is a physical dude. He's played through injuries. And, uh, I, you know, it seems to be a shame that his time may be coming to a close here uh, one way or another wow. uh, with this franchise tag, you know. Crazy, you know, and the Raiders do have a, a ton of holes to fill. Defensive end is not one of them um, with Chandler yeah. Jones and Max Crosby. They're all dialed in there. Yeah, Max Crosby is one of the best as well. You know, Chandler Jones, uh, eh, he didn't have the greatest season, but he had moments last year for sure <laughs> that I can definitely remember. So, uh, but Max Crosby is is one of the best, uh, you yeah. know, pass rushers in the league. Interestingly, Casey, in the bigger picture of things, you know, they they put before this regime got there, they they got the Devontae Adams trade and all that going on, and now with all the moves they've made, Devontae Adams is a little bit concerned. He says. Quote, we don't see eye to eye on what we think is best for us right now. That was a quote from a couple of months back when these moves were happening. We're getting rid of Darren Waller, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll see um, if everything uh, comes together. Wins solve every problem. And, uh, th- you know, if if they start piling up losses, then whew, could be tough. Caleb Williams, baby. What? Uh, I, hopefully they're not past that bad case. Come on, case. You're rooting for the Raiders? Raiders <laughs> a little bit <laughs> all right trend zone available for subscription that is the podcast you listen to now we are available on Spotify Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Apple Music wherever you get your podcast please subscribe now thank you all right Dave go ahead and take a 20 second medica- uh, meditation medication meditation if you will <laughs> Los Angeles Chargers they finished 10 and 7 in second place brutal Wildcard lost to the Jacks, 31 to 30. Brandon Staley stayed put, but it's going to be new looks for both coordinators. Yeah, they bring in uh, Derek Ansley to replace Ronaldo Hill. He went uh, on to join Fangio in Miami. Uh, They also replaced Joe Lombardi, 
with uh, offensive coordinator Kellen Moore, former Cowboys guy, uh, who was very successful as the offensive coordinator over there. It's one of the biggest moves when you just look from at the Chargers from afar uh, is the uh, bringing in of Kellen Moore and the idea that uh, that this offense uh, needs a different direction there. And one of the things that you could say about the Chargers offense is they definitely lacked uh, big plays. Uh, they didn't have ex- enough explosive plays, especially with a big arm quarterback like uh, Justin Herbert. And so uh, they're expecting to be able to improve both the running game and the explosive play, uh, the lack of explosive plays that the Chargers uh, had last year. So you mentioned uh, the lack of the big play. They definitely addressed that with the first round pick, a guy I love, Quentin Johnston from TCU, man. I saw this guy dominate my Sooners. Woo, this guy, (laughs) dude, uh, he's a big play waiting to happen. Yeah, and, uh, you know, people thought maybe it's a little redundant with that he has the same skill set as some guys that we have. We do have a big receiving group, no question. But Quentin Johnson comes in. He has uh, excellent run-after-the-catch capabilities. Uh, the statistics bore that out the last two seasons uh, at TCU. He was a, a big run-after-the-catch dude. So, And he's got uh, some deep skill uh, you know, and size. So uh, it's going to probably enable Chargers to ultimately put Keenan Allen more often in the slot position as Mike Williams is on the other side. And uh, that bodes well for um, defenses, you know, or or for the Chargers putting a lot of pressure on defenses in different ways. And you mentioned the lack of big plays and also the, the struggles in the run game with these last couple of drafted Chargers. I've really tried to address that and rebuild this offensive line. It looks like you guys got a couple of studs uh, on the left side specifically. Yeah. Uh, obviously, two years ago, we got Rashawn Slater. He was an um, all-pro as a rookie. He missed most of last year to injury. Uh, last year's draft pick in the first round, Zion Johnson, he played right guard. Now we'll move to left guard, uh, and that will be a very, very solid uh, side to the offensive line for the Chargers. This looks to be... Uh, the best offensive line the Chargers have had in a long time. The guy who took over for Slater was Jamari Sawyer, a six-round rookie last year. He'll now be the right guard. So they have uh, really put together, if they can stay healthy, an offensive line that will hopefully be able to protect Herbert better and uh, let those big plays develop, but also establish a ground game. This Chargers team um, was 30th in yards per rush at 3.8. So we just could not run the ball and especially when we needed to run the ball uh, or on first down, it was always just ugh, one yard. It was so frustrating. So um, that that new O-line uh, and that just the the investment over the last handful of years should be paying off this year. And it's it's kind of crazy, the lack of the success in the run game, because there's not been a more productive running back uh, hitting the end zone than Austin Eckler last couple of years. And he's disgruntled as yeah. well. Yeah, they did give him a little incentive package on his contract. But, uh, yeah, he feels like he's underpaid. And when you look at the yards from scrimmage and the touchdown productivity, you could certainly make a case that he is he is dramatically underpaid. Uh, but he has come in, and I don't think he's so disgruntled that he's not going to give 1,000% once he gets out there. So uh, look for him to have another extremely productive season. We just need some of the other backs to consistently be able to to produce as well. And then more, I think, on the defense and the offense, the depth is there, but it's really been the injuries that have taken a toll uh, on this Chargers squad the last couple of years. They've still been 
uh, very effective and got some wins. But, man, if this defense can stay healthy, bro, I think they can do some damage. Yeah, and you talk about the defense. Bosa missed 12 games. J.C. Jackson, the big offseason acquisition, missed 12 games. Uh, It's just Derwin James missed three games. And the Chargers overall had um, enormous offense. injury issues on both sides of the football, the defensive line, the interior dudes were all banged up. They did draft uh, edge rusher Tui Tuli Tui Pelotu this year. Uh, and he's a uh, productive guy out of USC to play the edge there. Dayon Henley at, at inside linebacker also. And although they did um, lose some, uh, some guys there uh, in particular, Drew Tranquil at the linebacker position, they bring in um, Eric Kendricks, at linebacker and they're looking for his leadership to help um, some of the younger guys on that, uh, on that front seven to really, to, to take that next step. You mentioned they Eckler got a better got, uh, run defense. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> mentioned Eckler got a little bit of his money, um, but they're not what he wanted, yeah. but there's definitely another guy in your squad that's going to get every penny that he wants. Yeah. I mean, no question. Uh, Justin Herbert is due for that big contract. He's probably next man up when it comes to that. Um, Several dudes from the 2020 draft have already gotten their money and it's time for Justin Herbert probably to get his coming in. And so obviously one of the things the Chargers think about, they didn't have a huge offseason in terms of free agency. Um, One of the things you got to think about is thinking ahead. Okay, this this now we're now we're going to have a big contract to work around. And Herbert certainly. you know, deserves it. And we'll see if he can take the next step also on the football field. All right. One last team to preview in the West, one last team to preview in the NFL. And it is the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas city chiefs. They went 14 and three last year. That was good enough uh, for the, the one seed. They beat the Jags in the divisional round 27 to 20. They beat the Bengals in uh, the, AFC Championship 23 to 20, and then they whooped them Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl 38 to 35. What a great game. Um, kept the core of the coaching staff mostly together, but Eric Bieniemy he bounced. He's yeah. the OC in Washington now. Let's just say, Casey, it's probably all going to fall apart, right? Oh, yeah, the yeah. The enemy is <laughs> that there, and it's a crippling blow. Um, unfortunately, yeah, we'll see <laughs> how much of a loss that is. They did bring in Matt Nagy. Uh, he was the offensive coordinator way back uh, before Mahomes became the starter. And they actually, with Alex Smith, were the fifth highest scoring offense in the league uh, when Matt Nagy last was OC. So I'm not overly concerned about that. My uh, concern is for the rest of the AFC West, where Mahomes is 27 and three in Ugh. his career as a starter against the AFC West. He's never lost a road game in the division. So the only three games he's lost once to the Raiders and twice to the Chargers, um, that kind of domination. That's why you end up in, um, you know, five consecutive AFC title games. Uh, obviously, you have arguably the best quarterback in the league and the best uh, head coach in the league, the best tandem between those two guys. It's a, uh, it's impressive. Yeah, dude. And what else is impressive is how the draft always seems to fall to them. You know, they're at the back end of the draft. <laughs> you mentioned five straight AFC title games yet. They seem to hit home runs left and right. Yeah. And this year's, uh, first, uh, pick was FAU Felix and Uzoma and, uh, an edge rusher, uh, that had, 
had to have some thumb surgery before the draft. Now he says he's 100%. He was a pretty good uh, sack uh, productivity guy at K-State for three seasons there. So look for him to uh, find a role in the rotation there with some of their um, pass rushing specialists there. Yeah, and I'd love the receiver, Rashi Rice, out of SMU. And, of course, my guy, the tackle, Wanye Morris from Oklahoma, dude. And then they also traded a a 23 third-round compensatory pick for Kadarius Toney, who was a former first-rounder on the Giants, found a way to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. That looks like that's working out. And we thought they might struggle losing the Cheetah last year. Nope. Mm Mm-mm. No struggles. Yeah, that, not the case. Uh, they were certainly productive. And then you look going into this season with Kadarius Tony, you just mentioned, uh, having uh, so much upside there. They drafted in the second round last year, uh, Sky Moore, who they yeah. have a lot of excitement about. Uh, they added Richie James, who's a pretty good uh, player uh, on the from the Giants there. And then you just mentioned Rasheed uh, Rice uh, as well, joining that staff. And don't forget, M- MVS, Valdez Scantling on this squad as Ooh, well. Yeah. So even though they did lose Juju in the offseason, um, it seems like, you know, we thought, and they lost McCole Hartman for that matter. Yeah. Uh, but So we thought last year, oh, they lose the Peter, they're going to step back. Well, no. Contrary, they just spread the ball around in different directions a little bit more. Uh, and, you know, it almost arguably was better having more of a more diverse uh, scheme of weapons. And of course, they still have, uh, you know, perhaps the best tight end in the league there with Travis Kelsey. So there's plenty yeah. of weapons left over. <laughs> and we mentioned how the draft falls them, but man, they got so much yeah. production out of young guys on their squad last year. Trent McDuffie, absolute steal. Edge rusher George Karloftis, the Greek got of sacks. He was great. Brian Cook. They did um they had to play a little shuffle game on the offensive line. Orlando Brown Jr. Zeus. He moved on to Cincy. Um didn't give up a sack in the postseason. They lost some names, but they brought in some guys, too. And, um, you know, uh, Pacheco says he's going to be ready week one. They also re-signed Jarek McKinnon and then just got guys in every position, dude. And talk about uh, former Charger Drew Tranquil. Hated to see that guy go. Oh, very, very disappointing to see Drew Tranquil go. He was an ascending and a former uh, Notre Damer as well, uh, a dude who I thought um, – had a lot of passion and he uh, had a lot of sack productivity too. Uh, apparently, uh, Big Red got in on the recruiting saying, think red to him, and then reminded him that uh, the Super Bowl, uh, you know, trophy uh, would be a nice thing to acquire. They got him for three million bucks. I mean, it's an absolute wow. steal for what uh, for what he brings. And you said it yourself. They they lost some offensive linemen, uh, but they brought in some dudes too. And last year that their their tackles weren't like stalwarts like they just work around uh having like pretty good offensive tackles this year it's going to be juan taylor and donovan smith who was not very good last year for the buccaneers but they're going to be looking for those guys to shore up that offensive line but um it just seems like it doesn't really matter with andy reed and mahomes and enough pieces around those guys uh they're going to find a way to get productivity and i guess if there's you know there's (laughs) Not many deficiencies or bad vibes on this squad at all, but I guess that there's one thing you could look at. It's defensive tackle Chris Jones. Yeah, and he's, I mean, uh, if you don't watch much Steve, you maybe give this guy the credit he deserves. He is one of the most disruptive defensive players in the league. He's constantly ruining offensive game plans, and he's on the last year of a $80 million four-year contract. He's only got $19.5 bucks this year, which sounds like a crap load, but... <laughs> 
when you look at um, his productivity and you compare it to an Aaron Donald who's making over $31 million, you just see that there's a disparity there. And you could see yeah. where Chris Jones would want to say, OK, I don't want to write out this last year. I want one more big, big guaranteed payday. And that that takes me into the, the sunset of my career uh, and being compensated fairly. Uh, for his productivity. He's a beast in there. Yeah, dude. He definitely deserves uh, that money if he can get it out of them because you mentioned it, dude. dude disrupts every game plan, man. He's all Game wrecker. Just yeah, flat absolutely. out game wrecker. Dave, we did it, bro. We got through all the teams. How, <laughs> we just got to get to camp, and that was the point in the season when their ticker is not your friend. You don't want any news on your squad. Well, you might want that <laughs> Herbert contract, but other than that, no news is good news. How yeah, stoked are you there, for man. the season, bro? I am completely stoked, dude. It is going to be sweet seeing these guys get out to camp. And like you said, stay healthy out there, people. All right. So many ways you could check out the football dudes, the trend zone. Right now, the podcast you're listening to is available for subscription on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Guess what, peeps? We're on Amazon Music now, too. Tune in, Blueberry, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, like us on Instagram and Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Football Dudes LA and go ahead and tag us across all social media platforms. And hang out at footballdudes.com. That is going to do it for this episode of The Trend Zone. We're not the suits that talk football. We're the dudes that know football. For Dave, I'm Casey. We got so much content coming your way. Hanging with the football dudes. We're out of here.